Good morning, everybody. My name is Rick Napier from the uh, the West Coast. It's now 10 a.m. here in Sacramento, and it's uh, 1 p.m. in New York and Miami, Florida. I am so excited today to have a guest on the show. Her name is Erica Badillo. She's a realtor in Sacramento and Placer County, and uh, she really knows her job extremely well. And I just want to give you a little bit of an introduction uh, about Erica. Um, I've known her for almost four years, and she uh, has always worked hard for her buyers and sellers. And we used to sit right next to each other in the same real estate office. I had one desk, and Erica had like four desks, okay, because she was so busy. She needed more than one desk, and she also had her own transaction coordinator. I actually used to test my Spanish on Erica because I sat next to her. I, I, I'd think of something and I'd say, hey, Erica, how do you say this? Or I'd write down a, a piece of paper, something in English. How do you translate this into Spanish? So recently, Erica, out of, hard, out of her hard work and networking, she has added a few more high-dollar transactions to her closing. And she wants to share how she works with clients with uh, additional concerns about selling their homes. So without further delay, I want to say hello and welcome Erica Badillo to the show. How are you doing, Erica? Well, good morning, Rick. I'm doing wonderful. Thanks for asking. And I don't know if I can beat that introduction. <laughs> That's okay. You, you're, that was you're, great. You're the, Thank you're, you. Try- Thank you for putting that together. You know what? I've been trying to inter- interview you for three months. And I know <laughs> that one time you went to... You went to Mexico. Then one time you went to um, you went to uh, like San Diego, and then I think you went someplace else. And I was like, man, I can't even get her. And I then last even... week I was really sick with the flu, so that yep. here I am today. Yep, everybody, everybody is is been so sick. But um, Erica, how we normally work on this on the three two one radio show is that we want to know all about our guests before we start talking about what you do in real estate. Is, uh, is that okay with you? Yes, of course, of course. Okay. I'll be more than happy to share with you guys a little bit about me. Okay, so tell us about yourself. Okay, so um, I'm originally from Mexico City, you know, one of the biggest cities in the world. Yep. And um, my father uh, moved my mom, my brother, and I here to um, actually to the Bay Area back in 1989. So we've been living in the United States ever since. Um, both my, I only have one brother. Both of us were um, born in Mexico City, and like I said, we've been raised here in the United States. So um, I'm bilingual. Hablo español, 100% español. All right. Uh, English is my my second language, and um, you know, I started helping real estate clients uh, back in 2002. That's when I when I got into the real estate. Um, industry and um, I started in the Bay Area so you know Palo Alto, Menlo Park, Redwood City, San Jose um, I also worked in Alameda County so all that Bay Area. Silicon okay so Valley. wait a minute now so for, for, for people who, don't, who do not live on the West Coast who do not live in Northern California she just she Erica just mentioned some of the highest priced real estate areas in the country Correct. Palo Alto, Hillsboro, uh, what's it, uh, uh, Woodside, uh, the 280 corridor, 
the 101, the Bayshore Foster Freeway. Foster City, Daly City, yep. San Francisco. Yes, all that area, I know it, you know, from top to bottom. <laughs> I was raised in that um, area. Wow, wow. Well, it sounds like, uh, you know, living in the Bay Area um, and, um, and and starting out uh, as, an, you know, as, a, as a kid or as an adult down in, in, in the Bay Area seems like it was pretty awesome. So before we talk about real estate, what did you do for you started your real estate practice okay so here here comes my story so um, before I started real estate and right after I graduated from high school back in 1999 from Woodside High School I went to Woodside High School (laughs) yes four years in Woodside High School graduated 1999 let me ask you a question did there were a lot of Mercedes-Benz and and uh, and BMWs pulling in the parking lot <laughs> Very few, not a lot. Wow, <laughs> There's a lot of normal that. people in Woodside. <laughs> yes, uh huh. I graduated from. Um, I I did it my four uh, high school years in Woodside High. I just want to just before you continue, I want to say that Woodside <laughs> is the zip code in Woodside is noted for being the most expensive real estate area in the country. I'm not sure if you knew that, but it is. It is one of the expensive ones. Yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm sorry. Go ahead, continue. <laughs> Okay, so going back to my story before you interrupt me, Rick. Okay. But I forgive you. Okay. <laughs> okay, so like I said, I graduated from uh, Woodside High back in 1999, and I started uh, working as a uh, waitress right away. And I was um, a Vietnamese restaurant in Palo Alto downtown called Zao Noodle Bar. Mm-hmm. I was a waitress for like two years, had, you know, my first job just after graduating and it was a really really great experience wow so it's it's funny you might ask you know well restaurant real estate how did that happen well um when i was working as a waitress um we used to live in a uh, duplex in redwood city uh you know we rented out that duplex um, then um, they, the owner sold the duplex, and we were basically kicked out. They what? said, well, you know, it's being sold, you have to move. So um, at that point, my, my father didn't really want to move into the real estate of buying and, you know, investing because he had the whole idea of moving back to Mexico, moving the entire family back to Mexico. Mm-hmm. At that point, you know, I was... Um, I was already older, I was 18, I was like, well, I don't want to go back to Mexico, I don't know how Mexico is, I've never lived in Mexico. I only lived uh, eight years of my life, which I didn't probably, or maybe remember just maybe two or three. Mm -hmm. So my mom um, really got used to living here, she didn't want to go back to Mexico, so all the family were like, well, stop renting, you have to own your place. And most of our family had already purchased a property. So we convinced my father to buy a house and we got in contact with this realtor. So it was really funny because um, I was always the one, you know, because I was the older and because I, um, my English was better than my parents, uh, my dad will always be like, okay, you go in front and you ask her this and you ask her that and make sure that, you know, we're getting all the information that, that we need and to make a good decision. So you're in charge and you're, they, make, they basically made me responsible of the entire transaction. But I didn't mind, you know, I always enjoy talking to people and um, 
kept asking and asking to learn about everything. So there I there I go every time we go out to a showing, I'll be sitting in the front with the realtor and asking her all these questions. Wait a minute, so wait, let me I break guess, for a minute. How old were you when you yes, were doing this? I was uh, 18. <laughs> 18, well between 18 and 19. Wow, yeah, because is, I had I had story. already graduated. Yeah, it was I was between 18 maybe, you know, 18 and a half, not not quite 19 yet. So, um, it was a fun experience. Uh, it was the first time we, we we bought a property here in the United States. So um, it was something completely new for my parents, for me. My brother was, he's five years younger than me. So, you know, he was probably with us. I, I can't even remember if he was out during the showing. But um, he wasn't like someone that would get into an ask question. It was always me. So I guess we had a really, really good connection with, with the uh, realtor. I don't know. She probably saw something in me about um, handling people or, you know, making a good connection with people that she offered me to be her personal assistant. Wow. So, yeah, you know, one, one day that we were just out showing property, I, I, I remember that I said, well, is this all you do, driving around? meeting people, showing them home. This is fun. I want something like this. So um, that's when she said, well, you know, I do have an opening. I have, um, I'm really busy. Um, I really need someone that can take care of all my appointments, schedule, you know, inspections, call clients, and well, basically, you know, all, all everything that a personal assistant does. And, um, and I said, well, you know, if you give me the opportunity, I'll love to uh, be your personal assistant. And that's how I got into, you know, becoming a real estate assistant. Um, after probably a year, a year and a half, she uh, offered me the opportunity of getting my real estate license and becoming a realtor. And she actually paid for, for all my courses and the fees. And here I am now. That is that is an incredible story. So yes. you pretty much had your real estate license in like like twenty two, twenty three. Um, I will say twenty one. Wow. Yeah, because I think I was I was only for um, her assistant for like about a year, a year and a half when I started. Um, you know, um, I attended this. Um, I think it was Anthony School in Foster City, mm -hmm. where I got my real estate license, and then. Um, you know, I took my exam. I did flunk it the first time. Sorry, I'm not that smart. <laughs> I did. I missed it probably by five questions. So I passed it on the second second time I, I did the, the test, the state exam. Mm -hmm. And uh, But I believe it was like around, you know, I was probably like around 21 when, when I got my real estate license. That is so incredible because some people, they don't get their license until they're 41 or 51. And you've had your license since uh, you, were, you were 21, and then yeah. you were working in one of the highest, um, you know, real estate values in the country outside of New York City and maybe, you know, some places in Florida. I mean, you know, the, the top, you know, the top two highest real estate markets. You you were working in it, the San Francisco Bay Area. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, um, I started selling real estate in 2002. And um, and yeah, it was when you know prices were going up, up, up until like 2008. So yeah, I did a lot of uh, high-end um, sales 
in the Bay Area between 2002-2005. Then uh, my husband and I decided to do, do have a change, you know. Um, the Bay Area obviously was getting really expensive, uh, really crowded, mm-hmm. and uh, we decided to move Sacramento back in 2006, and we've been here in Sacramento ever since. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, let me, let me shift to some real estate, a real estate question <laughs> that I've always wanted to ask, because I know that since you um, have some experience working with uh, high-end clients, and for people who are not uh, aware of what I mean by high-end client, a high-end real estate client, in the Bay Area, eight hundred thousand dollars is like the starting the starting price for most uh, properties near Palo Alto, Stanford, uh, Sunnyvale. Eight hundred thousand dollars and up is where that market um, exists. So, what do you see as like ch- like a ch- like challenges or obstacles for today's home buyer and seller, especially if it's a high end property? What do you see? Well, you know, um, you can call it a high end, but if we, if there's going to be a difference between here Sacramento high end and Bay Area high end. Mm-hmm. Um, Bay Area high end, you can still have, you know, a um, a medium income family that happens to be living in one of the most expensive areas right now, and therefore they're, they're in the high end. So, um, you know, it. Every, like I've always said, every client is different. Every client um, there has different priorities. Every transaction is unique. Mm-hmm. So um, what I've always um, tried to put extra focus is hearing them out, understanding their worries. Because like I said, every, every client is different, whether it's high-end or low-end. Mm-hmm. Um, they, have, they have different priorities. And I really, really believe that when you communicate, you listen, and most of it, you understand your client's needs, you know, the obstacle should be very minimal. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's, 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 uh, that's pretty amazing. So let's say, what, do you, what advice do you give uh, to people? Let's say, for instance, you are working with a, um, a person, let's say, here in Roseville or Granite Bay or Elk Grove or... Uh, gosh, it could be any any one of the number of communities that have uh, where the properties are five hundred, six hundred thousand and up. How do you how do you think those those sellers feel when their property is being listed? And you know, a lot of people have concerns about security. Uh, how do you feel? How do you how do you communicate with a client that has concerns about security in their property, in their personal property? Um, I always try, you know, I always have, whether it's a seller or a buyer, I always have my first consultation. And during that first consultation, I try to uh, talk to them about everything that can basically go right or wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, I want them to give them like heads up what happens, you know, go to like the worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. And um, and like I said, it goes back to um, the communication that we have, listening more than talking. You know, I can go on and on for hours, but if if I'm not allowing them to to express themselves and basically me listening to them, I'm not going to understand what their needs, what their worries, you know, what their priority are. Mm-hmm. So, um, like I said, every every situation is unique. Once I know exactly what is what is it that matters more for them, um, you know, I have clients. Let let's say that um, 
short tail situation. You know, short tail, it's a little more delicate. It's um, a lot of the clients, whether it's high end or low end, they, they don't feel comfortable with neighbors knowing that they're going through a situation. So therefore they're like, you know what? I'd rather not have a sign mm. in the front yard. And um, probably a lot of agents are like, well, I need the sign because that's marketing for me. But I see it like, okay, if that makes you feel uncomfortable, then it's okay. We won't put a sign out in the front yard. Mm, no, I, just I, want, I just want that real estate transaction to be comfortable for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that sign, that sign, uh, you put a sign out in front of someone's yard, all of a sudden the neighbors come over. Hey, exactly. so you're moving or you're selling your house. and we'll, Why are you selling? Yeah, why are you selling? And if it's uh, like if it's just like one of those million dollar homes, um, I, I remember people used to always say, "So, so what are you selling it for? What are you listing your home at? <laughs> what price are you listing yeah. your home?" Because a lot of those, a lot of the other neighbors are like, "I hope, I hope he's not, or hope she's not listing the home like too low because we want to keep our home prices high too." And then you get into this, these, these. Uh, you know, community arguments about, yeah, so I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I know exactly. Yeah, so it's just, you know, private privacy. Um, like I said, it's it's very, it's, I don't I don't think it matters whether it's a high-end sale or low sale. You know, there's, um, in both scenarios, there's people that are a little more reserved than other ones. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's just respecting what matters to them. Exactly. You're, you're absolutely right. So let me uh, let's end with uh, this question. Um, let's talk a little bit more about real estate. What do you? Where do you? Where do you? Uh, Erica Fadillo, la reina of real estate. <laughs> how do you? How do you? Where do you see the real estate going in 2017, based on what you see or what you've seen in the last six months or so? Well, you know, there's a lot out there saying rates are going to go high, which we've noticed already they started going a little higher than end of last year. Um, I have a lot of uh, people calling, our prices dropping? And, you know, I've always told them, well, that's something that we're never going to know. Right, you know, exactly. um, All of a sudden, a big change can, can happen and make prices go down. But as of right now, based on the last, um, meeting that we had, you know, our office meeting where we kind of go over everything, market, pricing. It doesn't seem like prices are going to go down this year. Gotcha. Well, so what I is see the, a lot of uh, transactions going on for 2017. Yeah, I know a lot of people like to buy at the beginning of the year because they get the full uh, tax write-off, you know, for the uh, interest deduction and some of the other you know things they can deduct from their 2017 uh, taxes when they file their taxes in 2018 so mm-hmm. so what is the best way for people to contact erica well that will be my cell phone okay that's the one that is always attached to me <laughs> <laughs> right so if i lose that phone it's like i go out of business yeah, I remember. Yeah, so, I, I remember several times, uh, you know, you were freaking out about your phone, and uh, yeah, because that your you know what you know what Erica, your phone when we, when we were working together, your phone was always ringing, all the time. 
text messages yeah. ringing all the and time. You know, and it's funny because, you know, there's, there's um, you know, days throughout the week that for some reason my clients are not calling me or, you know, just it happens to be that it's, it's a quiet day. And I'm like worried. I'm like, okay, what's going on with my phone? Do I have the ringer on? Do I have it on mute? What's the deal? People are not calling me. So because I'm so used to uh, people calling me, um, I've been in the business for so long that a lot of my clients um, come from referral, mm-hmm. you know, from past clients referring them, uh, family, friends. So um, I do. I do get a lot of calls throughout the day. And, um, and you know, I always like to connect with people, meeting new people, providing them information, whether they decide to uh, buy or sell with me. Um, I'm, op- I'm always open to give them advice. And going back to your question, I can be reached at 916-844-5949. That's the best number to get a hold of me. All right, so we got about two minutes left. I want to ask you a question. How are your kids doing? Your, your, your son and daughter, I think your daughter is older, but they are big-time soccer players, big-time football players. How are they doing? Yes, you know what I did? forgot about my kids turning 17 in uh, June and Alexis, um, who's going to be turning uh, 14. So I have two teens, mm-hmm. a lot of work. And both of them play soccer. They've been playing soccer for about seven years. Uh, both of them do uh, com- competitive soccer. So, uh, you know, we're always a little busy with practice, games during the week. Um, Crystal is doing high school soccer right now, varsity. Wow. So you have games throughout the week. You have training throughout the week. Um, she's also doing uh, winter league, uh, playing uh, indoor soccer right now. So they're very active, and you know I I love the fact that they're they're motivated sports, and it's just something that I never did back in high school. Right. Probably kind of regret it. Right. And now now doing it with the kids, um, it, it's it's fun. And tell us about your your best friend, Mr. Jorge, the one that helped you keep <laughs> this all Jorge, together. Mr. Jorge. So <laughs> so it's funny because you know he's. Um, loan processor so it kind everything kind of connects he's a loan processor most of um he works with my um my number one lender and who might that be who might who is that (laughs) that's mr ed fontes who i believe you had already interviewed yes yes that's mr ed fontes right now with primary residence residential mortgage here in roseville um uh, jorge my husband he's one of his junior loan processors and um, it worked great. You know, uh, we've been working before he started doing that. He he also obtained his real estate license. So um, when back in a couple years, he used to help me out, you know, showing properties, uh, writing offers. So um, he's, he's a great help. And we've been so blessed that we've been able to uh, both combine successfully balanced you know the business and the family life mm-hmm. living living the dream two two entrepreneurs two business owners <laughs> making it happen well erica do you have any do you want to do you want to close us out uh in something in spanish for all of the gente that want to hear you speak uh spanish because we have a broad uh, audience here on the 321 show 
So you can close us out in, in, in something in Spanish if you like, uh, your, your name, phone number, or any message that you want to give our listeners in Spanish. Go ahead. Okay, well, maybe just thanking you. Muchas gracias, Rick, por la oportunidad, por haberme tenido el día de hoy, permitirme llegar a, todos tu, a toda tu audiencia. Un placer darte esta entrevista, que la gente que nos esté escuchando que hable español se comunique conmigo al 916-844-5949. Será un placer para mí poderles ayudar con sus all right i guess i understood i understood eight four four five nine four now i understood most of what you said believe it or not okay well i guess that's the most important part of the yeah, phone number like right 90 percent of what you said but anyway eric i want to thank okay. you for being on the, on the show today and um keep doing what you're doing and uh if i um, connect with people I'm, I'm going to definitely send, send them your way because you're such a fabulous person I know you're a hard worker and I want to thank you for being on the show and uh, have a great day thank you, Rick. thank you so much for your time I really appreciate it alright then bye bye